Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Well, welcome back, everybody, to The Dwell Podcast. This is Natalie Abbott, and today I get to talk with Vera Schmitz, my sister, fellow co-founder of Dwell. Um, welcome, Vera. Thanks for having me, Natalie. Yeah. It's Always the a most good time. wonderful time of the month. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I feel like that's my job to say that in a weird way. What yeah. I, I'm rubbing off on you. You are. I'm just that crazy. I, do you feel that way right now a little bit? Just a little bit. Not too bad. I'm, I feel like I finally um, started getting into a little bit of a rhythm mm-hmm. um, in this time, which is exactly kind of what we're going to talk about today. I mean, a little bit. Yeah, for sure. In fact, Natalie's your host, but I'm going to be asking her some questions today. Ooh. I like this. This is exciting. Yes. <laughs> Surprise. You're getting interviewed. Um, so Natalie wrote an email or a blog post this week, and it was just spot on. Um, something that she talks about, the, the um, blog is called Time to Consider. Um, so if you want to go check it out on our website, it's really just an awesome little blurb that she wrote. But she talks about how we've all kind of just been on pause um, since COVID-19 happened. Like, not only are we asking God, like, what are you doing in all of this? But we're kind of just waiting and our lives are on pause. So now, like, can you talk a little bit about that, what that looks like and what you feel like God is calling you to? Yeah. Um, So the impetus for that email blog was the other morning I was reading my Bible just in my regular Bible reading time, which I, I also do not do that every day. I should, but I don't. Um, because sometimes it just gets, it kind of drags a little bit to me and I'm in a place in the Bible right now. That's frankly a little more thick and lots of like genealogies and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway, um, I was reading and I came across this, this part of the, this little prophet, called Haggai. Um, and basically what had happened was the people had, um, disobeyed God, right. They were sent into exile. They were slaves. Um, and finally they had returned after 70 years of being away from their homeland and the city is devastated. The walls are broken down. The temple needs to be rebuilt, whatever. And they kind of like gone at it with fervor in the very beginning, but then they were on pause like they had this opposition and they just kind of stopped. So they're just waiting. They're in this place of waiting. And um, God says to them, consider your ways. And it was like, like a shot to the heart. I was so like not expecting that, you know, Mm. I was just not in my soul ready to read something that was going to really convict me that morning. I was just kind of like plodding along a little bit. Yeah, I might have been checking a box a little bit. Um, Certainly, there are times when my Bible reading where I will do my reading and then I'll be like, oh, I'll just turn over to the Psalms to find something that's really going to inspire me, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But that little nugget was just 
everything I needed in that moment to be like, hey, here you are. Your life is on pause. You're feeling like you're up against it. And, and, and I was saying, even like this repetitive question to me was like, God, what are you doing in this time? And what is my call? Like, how am I supposed to live out my calling because of this? And instead, God kind of took those questions and he turned them back on me. And he was like, well, actually, what are you doing in this time? And how are you living out your calling? And I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. right. (laughs) Like, you didn't, you didn't, you weren't taken off guard by this. This is not a surprise to you that this whole pandemic was going to happen, that we're going to be in quarantine. Mm -hmm. You knew, you know what you're doing. And instead of looking so deeply for answers from you to explain to me what you're doing, I probably have some explaining to do about what I am doing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you said in the, in the blog, you said something about like, I spent way too much time questioning God. Mm -hmm. And wallowing, worrying, and wanting normal to come back. I mean, like, the memes are endless right now for, like, what I'm going to do whenever fill in the blank. You know what I mean? Um, Right. Which is not wrong, and sometimes they are hilarious. Um, But (laughs) yes, you're exactly right. Like, we don't stop having purpose. We don't stop having something every day. Like, look at Paul. Like, Paul's letters, and Paul maybe would have never written letters had he not been imprisoned. Do you know what I mean? Mm. He would have probably taught, but like we have, like the actual writings from Paul to people because he was imprisoned. You know what I mean? So it's like nothing is ever lost. Everything is to be used. And I just love that. Like, because I'm definitely in that wanting normal to come back category. And I think everybody is. I mean, there's just this like tension, even in the neighborhood, you like walk out and you're like, man, there's just tension. Um, because people are, people are done, but then you have healthcare workers who are still on the front lines. I mean, it's just this very bizarre time. It is. It is. I think we've grown accustomed and somewhat calloused to what it is. And so we're just tired of it. You know, we're ready to be done with it. When in reality, like you said, there's it, there's still such a great, it's a huge thing happening still, you know, yeah. just because we're used to it now and we're just kind of done with being in our homes doesn't mean that it's not a deadly disease that's sweeping our nation still. Yeah. And affecting <clears throat> tons of people and their loved ones. Yeah. Uh, so my question then for you is, how are you living out your faith in the middle of a pandemic? Like, how are you, once you considered your ways, how are you making changes? How are you living out your faith in the middle of it? Mm. Yeah, so I like to call it my COVID-19 calling. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it really is. Like the, the the thing that we want, the thing that we wanted to see happen was a non-COVID-19 existence this spring. That was our expectation. That's the thing that we wanted to see happen. You know, I wanted to be riding the bike on the lakefront with my kids right now, but the parks are closed. I wanted to, you know, name whatever thing that you want to be doing. And so instead of living in that 
non-reality. I'm living in my real reality and I'm living out the real calling that God is calling me to right now, which is homeschooling my kids with patience and grace. Mm. It is having a joyful spirit, really, that has been hard for me is just to like wake up and not dread my day and Mm. dread the fact that I am going to be, you know, um, basically walking my kids through all of their various homework scenarios and helping them turn in their papers and figuring out all their online stuff. And it's just, it's a little overwhelming at times, Uh, but having a good attitude and, and um, being able to speak truth and kindness um, and joy into my husband's situation. You know, he's a new pastor at a new congregation. He can't meet with any of the congregants. (laughs) So there have been times where he's come home just kind of like really frustrated um, by all of this. And I think everybody is really frustrated. And so if I can, how do I do that though? The, the reality isn't that I'm doing that in my own strength. The reality is that I am getting up and I'm meeting with the Lord and I'm praying and I'm asking the spirit to fill me and to give me an uh, otherworldly kind of joy, a joy that doesn't come from my circumstance, but a joy that comes from the Lord and he's been faithful to do that. So two things come to mind. The first is I think back when we didn't have a podcast, we used to do uh, an Instagram live video every Sunday. So yes, original to dwell, you know what we're talking about. Um, You're an OD. Yeah. Original (laughs) dweller. Thanks for that. I think I shared on there once that I, oftentimes wake up and I just feel overwhelmed with things. And I started to ask myself every morning when I'm laying in bed before, you know, the babies wake up and all that gets going for the day, Lord, what would you have me do with this day? Mm. And it just takes the pressure off because we have our lists and our to do's and it feels like so much. And, um, it just takes the pressure off. Lord, what would you have me do today? Yeah. And then the other thing I, it made me think of, I forget where I heard this. I think it was a sermon at some point, but what is on the inside of this comes out when we are pressed, which is nasty. Like, I was going to say, it's ugly. <laughs> like, imagine the, you know, your Play-Doh coming out the end of, I've been playing a lot of Play-Doh, you know, you put it mm-hmm. in the thing and you push it out and out comes the spaghetti. But like, what is coming out of you when you are pressed on every side? And it should be praise and thanksgiving. Like mm. we are right with the Lord and we are filled up. We should be pressed out of us should come praise and thanksgiving and joy. And instead, for me, it's like frustration and irritability and all of these. Like all of my sin is like being exposed. Mm. Um, which is awesome. Like that's, that's amazing. Like it's terrible, it's terrible, but like when everything's going our way, we don't always see our sin, but when we are pressed, we can see, holy moly, look what's coming out of me. And it's just a reminder of that. We have to go to the well and be filled. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. My husband and I, for good Friday, our church, um, they all fasted. And so we fasted with them. And by the end of the day, we were both like hangry and irritable and like, you know, snapping at the kids. 
And I, at one point he came in the bedroom and I was just in here, like hiding away and being angry at myself for being so unholy. And I'm like, I'm supposed to be fasting. I'm supposed to be doing the right thing. And he came in and I was just like, I feel like this is having the opposite effect on me. Uh, It's supposed to draw me closer to the Lord. And he was like, Matt, it's doing exactly what it's supposed to do. It's, it's showing you just how much you need him. Mm -hmm. And He's like, you know, if you were, if you're walking away from this feeling like, man, I did a really good job and look at how holy I am. He's like, do you really think God would be pleased with that? And I was like, oh, okay. Well, so, um, (laughs) definitely he's pleased right now with how much I hate my sin. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So I do think you're right though. There is a goodness to having, to being exposed for what is actually true. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that Jesus called the Pharisees in the New Testament was whitewashed tombs that they were, they look good on the outside, but inside they were full of everything that was dead and unclean. Um, and repetitively throughout the New Testament, he's always trying to expose that to them and call them to life. Right. And some of them actually believe and and like Nicodemus, for instance. Um, but anyway, I think that this is a time when God is exposing to us what is really true, how truly self-centered we are, how self-absorbed we are, how many little false gods we have, little idols that we worship that are not him, um, like our comforts and our securities and, and our finances and those kinds of things. And ultimately, it's not for our harm, but it's for our good. Mm-hmm. Preach. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. And it's a process. It is a process. It is a process. It's a stripping down, man. And that's kind of what I, at the beginning, like, I feel like I'm finally getting into a rhythm because I think I've acknowledged just how empty, like how, like bad it can get, like how bad myself can get, you know what I mean? It's like, you acknowledge it and it's like, okay, moving forward. And I feel like probably two or three weeks ago, I started to make a a little bit of a turnaround in my attitude and, Mm. Um, and getting into a rhythm of like knowing that every, like all my expectations have just been stripped. Yeah. It's a hard place to be, but it's a good place to be. It is good. Thanks for writing that, Nat. Yeah. Good. You know, that's all I can ever write is what I'm actually going through. Good, bad, or ugly. Mostly probably ugly. Um, (laughs) I'll just preach to myself over here. Just preach. Just preach. Thanks for having me, Nat. Yep. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for interviewing me. You did a great job. Bless you, babe. All right. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us on Instagram, Facebook, and at dwelldifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through a monthly scripture memory membership, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.